Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of the Greetings, humans, and you have entered the command zone. Your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I am Jimmy Wong, and today I'm joined by the one and only Game Nights alumni, LGS owner, NFL superstar, Foil King himself, Hey, <laughs> King Cash. What's up, Cashes? What's going on, my brother? Not much, man. You know, you've been on this scene for a while now. A lot of people are probably familiar with you from a wide assortment of stuff. We're going to break down how you've been in the game and how that's grown and evolved over the years, and especially how the competitive scene has changed as well. In fact, one of the reasons you're here today is because you are helping throw what literally is the largest competitive EDH tournament of all time, right? Yeah, bro. Uh, super excited, man. We're partnering up with Frank and & Sons, and we're throwing a, a EDH tournament with first place getting something super juicy i won't reveal it i know i know you want, i know you want to i know yeah, you want yeah. to take that right we there we will but. T- we will reveal the prizes later on in the show yes, but yes. but to Cassius's point it is big $30,000 of prizes uh, and that's being conservative to be honest yeah definitely <laughs> it's taking place september 3rd and 4th and yeah the first place prize pieces of power you're going to get power in there. Yeah, man. We'll talk about the full deck list. Or no, sorry. The full uh, uh, list of things that you can win later on. But it's competitive EDH. Hope you can bring your best decks. But before we get into the show today, we've got to talk about our sponsors. That's right. Channelfireball.com slash command. They are our uh, sponsor for the show. So you can just go ahead and click that link. Go there. Enter code command at checkout. Buy Magic Singles, Sealed Product, and more. Everything you need to get going with your Magic Collection. Because if you want to play competitive and you want to start testing it out, maybe after this episode you do... You have to pick up some pieces there. Uh, and then when you get those cards, shop.ultrapro.com slash command. Keep them protected. Keep them safe because, as Cassius knows and I know, it, some of the competitive cards get to be a little pricey. Yes. Last thing you want is that card to get damaged. So put them into an Ultra Pro sleeve on a playmat, all that good stuff. Finally, last way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. We shout out one lucky patron every week. And this patron's name is, and this episode is dedicated to, Carrick Rooney II. It's a cool name. The second, yeah. Carrick Rooney the second. You are an absolute G, my friend. (laughs) You're a rock star, dude. You rock. All right, let's just get right into it. So, Cassius, 
Uh, now, those, those of you watching this video might look at you and go, wait a minute, this guy plays Magic the Gathering? Because <laughs> you don't strike uh, people typically as someone that you see as a sort of normal, regular Magic the Gathering player. In fact, before you arrived on the scene, I think the way that people used to look at Magic was a little different. It was like complete nerdsville. Uh, you like look at Stranger Things and say you watch Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. The way they like show Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. right? It's like kids in the basement, no away from society. But Magic has changed so much. Um, but let's start at the top because I don't think a lot of people actually know how you got into the scene, sort of known by other people. And it's not actually a very happy story <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. So do you want to tell everyone about what happened? What was it? Seven, six, seven six, years. Six, seven ago? years ago. Yeah. So, um, long story short, I let my girlfriend at the time now fiance Devin she borrowed my car I had both my backpacks in it uh one of which had my uh playbook slash iPad for the Seahawks at Ooh. the time and then the other had about 20k in magic decks oh. so all the all the cars got hit that night mine just had some super valuable stuff in it and I tweeted out asking um for a return of the tickets in exchange for a bunch of Seahawks Oh, return of the cards. Um, return of the cards, yeah, 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 yeah. Return of the cards for a bunch of Seahawks tickets. That's a and good call, actually. Yeah, I mean, 12s are nuts. Like, they're yeah. a great fan base. And so I figured, you know, maybe this guy wants tickets. Doesn't Obviously, it was not the smartest thing to Tell say them. how much they were. <laughs> um, you know. should have been like, a very worthless bag of cards got stolen. <laughs> yeah. Do you want Seahawks tickets? <laughs> yeah, I just love these cards. Yeah, exactly. So... Thing went viral, and uh, one thing led to another, and Watsy came out, showed love. The community showed um, an insane amount of love. I, I was so blessed. The community just uh, blessed me on many different levels, so it was great. Yeah, they rose up, and I remember seeing it, too, because Josh grew up in Oregon. I grew up in Seattle, so both of us were Seahawks fans, yeah. and so when I saw the news, I was like, wait a minute. Not just anyone got their Magic cards stolen, but someone playing for my favorite team. Yeah. So I instantly was interested into what was happening. Um, and it was really cool. Yeah, Wizards came out. They gave you like a bunch of stuff in boxes and all sorts of to sort of help replenish the collection. But what was in there that made it worth 20K? Um, so in the deck, so I had a couple. Like I had one Legacy deck. It was Canadian Threshold. So it was a play set of Trop Islands and oh. a play set of Volcanic Islands. Holy moly. And then, you know, all, all of the other good stuff um, from that deck list. And yeah, then, just a uh, lot of Legacy type cards. Yeah, exactly. And then it was a bunch of modern decks. It was like I think it was probably like five or six modern decks. Yeesh. And, you know, uh, modern's not the cheapest set either. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it definitely hurt. I had started buying foils at that time too. Like I had started getting into oh. it a little bit, you know what I mean? So yeah. I started buying some of the foil lands and it, it was, yeah, they weren't the cheapest cards, but. Yeah, that's crazy. Because when I heard your collection was stolen, I was, I was thinking like binders or mm -hmm. like cards and boxes. But these were full on decks, yeah. and that actually makes it even more valuable. Yeah, yeah. because they were curated cards. It's not like you had draft chaff in there or whatever. Exactly. Man, that is crazy. But the community stepped up. Yeah. People were sending you stuff. I heard. Yeah. So a bunch of yeah, it was crazy, man. I got so much mail to the Seahawks facility. It was crazy. And um, one of the one of the uh, the wildest ones was uh, a collector's edition, a full set of collector's edition. Whoa. It was in a Binder. Um, but at the time, my knowledge of like the collectible side of, of magic wasn't that that great. Um, you know, I had really started getting back into magic deep when I got drafted. And so I, I, I saw it and was like, oh, this is ch chill, I guess. I put it to right. the side. 
And then, you know, going through your collection, just looking at stuff, I looked at it one night and I was like, wait, there's like, there's power back here. Yeah. I'm like, they have these like square cut edges. Yeah. But you can still play that time twister in Commander and it's totally legal. Yeah. It was crazy. So I I was just like, wow. I I had no idea. Looked it up at the time. I think it was like eight or 10K at that time. And I was just like, wow. I had no idea where it came from, though. That was the, the kind of cruddy part about it was. You can't I couldn't thank, thank the person, the person yeah. or, you know, offer them some money because uh, that thing was super valuable. They just sent it for free. So. Well, hey, look, if, if that person, if you're out there watching and listening to this episode right now, yeah. Cassius, you want to say thank you? Thank you, my brother. <laughs> uh, I still have a majority of it, man. So, you know, if you ever ever need it man i'd be happy to donate it right back bro that was oh, uh wow. one of the coolest things man that's awesome you're gonna get like fifty thousand. yeah emails yeah like, it, was it was me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you're gonna get one from me i want to verify like for sure i'll need some verification yeah on yeah that yeah one. totally yeah, totally yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing yeah it's great because i think that was the first show of like how powerful the magic community was and even back then right like people we're just stoked that a football player was playing Magic, and I think that was a big reason that everyone was like, let's make sure that this person doesn't quit the game, because were you close to thinking about not playing anymore after I, that? I did, I did. I thought about it. I was really pissed. Oh, um, man. I was really pissed, but, like, you know, it was just almost immediate, the, the the support from the community, and I had a buddy. You know, it wasn't my whole collection. I still had a yeah. bunch of cards at the house and, like, had been, like, because I bought a lot and I spent, you know, had a good collection, but right. your decks, like, the time you put into them, like, that just hurt, and so... I had another buddy who gifted me like a, um, what was it? Uh, it was an artifact deck. It was like, um, oh, nice. It was a, like KCI back then. Yeah, it was like, uh, infect. No, not infect. Uh, You're playing like Memnarchs, not Memnarchs. You're playing like Memnites and stuff. Like Arcbound Ravagers, Ravagers. yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, like all the modular cards and stuff like that. Yeah, Uh, affinity. Yeah, it was affinity. Yeah, that's what that's the term I'm looking for. We're Magic players. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I haven't played in the modern scene in a minute, so like that, I just need to search for that word. Um, But yeah, he gave you know people just made it really easy, man. So Yeah. yeah, we found that too, and that's part of the spirit of why we're always giving stuff away at the end of all of our game nights episodes. Is we think one of the best ways to get people in is just give them cards. Cards, yeah. It's an amazing way to start. Yeah. Every time I have Draft Chef or Josh too, we just drop it off or yeah. we give it to a YMCA or whatever it is. And you know that even if they're commons or whatever, someone's going to take it, fall in love, and yeah. have that magic start all it's over. it's just one, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That time, too, I was just getting into Commander. So it kind of mm-hmm. pushed me in the Commander scene because all my legacy and <laughs> oh, modern decks wow. had gotten stolen. So I was like, dang, am I really going to... Yeah, go back into this or like commander seems tight like let me see what this is talking about yeah that's actually fascinating because shortly after wizards connected us and you were in los angeles Mm because you come down to socal for a bunch of different things yeah uh and you came on the show yes i remember when i first met you i was like i'm one super intimidated because you had this dog that was like the size of me yeah (laughs) boss is like the sweetest pup though i know yeah yeah yeah. uh but i you know me and josh had no idea what to expect because we'd see some interviews and stuff but we really didn't know what was going to happen and 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 what ended up happening i think actually defined a really crucial moment in game night's history which was uh it was game night's episode six you built a deck around samut so Mm. it was naya and you played on turn three in ugin yes uh the turn three Ugin. The turn three Ugin. And it was such a like, because it's interesting, because if you look at turn three Ugin today, 2022, no. not that impressive in a it's lot not. of ways. It's, it is still impressive, right? Eight man turn three, it's a lot, but people a, are winning on turn two, turn one, or whatever. Dude, it's a really expensive, like, uh, board clear is what it is at this point. Like, right, because you're wiping the board with Yeah, it. Ugin gets cut out of most decks nowadays unless it's. 
um fully colorless yeah or like super friends or right. something oh, like right, that right, right. you know what i mean um so great card obviously but like now yeah looking back at it now it's really not that powerful yeah but fast it's, mana's... it's crazy because fast mana just wasn't that prevalent back then, right i think and so what led you to be sort of like know that that was how you wanted to build the deck because even me and josh didn't think about playing magic sort of to that degree before mm -hmm. um especially commander but you sort of i think it's inherent to your nature and why you still can play competitive today yeah i think i was just ready to build something i dope you know if i was gonna uh -huh. go on a show and play and like I figured it made sense, like, you know, mana ramp, red, green. I mean, obviously it was Naya, but at the time, like, yeah, triple color decks were like, yeah, white wasn't the greatest. And then, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go, like, big stompy creatures and try and do it really fast and ramp up. And obviously, you all that mana, yeah, yeah, put a bunch of mana rocks in there to make it happen faster. So, so what did you play at growing up? Was it similarly competitive? No. <laughs> Actually, I grew up playing, like, tabletop magic, bro. Yeah. Like, 60-card decks, like, big multiplayer games. And it was, like, commander style, but it was 60-card decks, so the games would just last forever. <laughs> and it was all swinging, like, no combos. It was it, right. was, it was cool. Um, but I, I grew up uh, playing at uh, Hidden Fortress in Simi Valley. Nice. They're still there today. Um, the owners are super cool, um, and they support me and my business as well, so um, love those guys over there. Yeah, shout out to them. That's great. I, I love hearing origin stories, because that, I think, really helps define what the player becomes later or why they get really invested in the game. No doubt. Uh, another really cool thing about that episode is that the Monarch uh, strategy was the first time that we saw that, so we were passing around this like weird like Amazon-bought Egyptian headpiece or whatever. Yeah, and you got to wear it at some point, but That's you were a... already sort of known as king before then, right? Yeah, it kind of, I, I don't know where it came from, to be honest with you, man. The King Cash Twitter thing, I think I just did that, and then it stuck with me. You know, everybody just called me King because I think at, it's, it at the time. It's got a great ring to it. King right. Cash, it yeah. does. It sounds good. And, Foil and King. At the time, Twitter was like the biggest social media by far. So mm -hmm. like, you know, when I got drafted, I had just a ton of people flood. And then so oh, like oh, everybody right. was like, yo, what up, King Cash? And, you know, like, I don't know. That's it just awesome. kind of stuck that way. Maybe it was a precursor to coming on game nights. They knew. They, they were like manifesting you getting the Monarch token yeah, at some point. Yeah, they were point. manifesting the Foil King thing. It was yeah. destiny. Well, that was, I would say that was the birth of you on the sort of like the public magic scene outside yeah. of obviously the first awful incident. incident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. We For don't talk sure. about that one. <laughs> yeah. But it was great. I mean, I think like Josh and I are obviously so grateful that you were one open and down to come on because you look at the comments of that episode and you look at, you know, what people were saying about it. This was really the first time you saw like a major non nerd in a lot of ways play a game like this. Someone that had stature in a different field, entirely different than gaming. Um, and I, I remember used to seeing like, you see basketball teams and football teams, they go on tour, or not tour, they go play games in different states, right. so they'll bring their Xbox. They'll play yeah. Call of Duty, 100%. they'll play Fortnite these days. But Magic, it was it's just a little more deep. And not actually, I'm sorry, it's not a little more deep. It's, it's a, a lot more, lot more deep, yeah. yeah. So do you think just growing up playing it is what brought you to that? I'm sure a lot of the Seahawks and your teammates and other NFL teams are sort of you know in the other mold of NFL 2K or yeah. Call of Duty or whatever it is. Yeah, most guys are gamers. I mean, I'm a gamer myself. I mean, I, I love video games and stuff. But um, for me, I, I definitely noticed that Magic players typically didn't look like me. But I knew guys who 
were more a little bit more like me and, and yeah. they kind of hit it you know what i mean it was like that little bit of a closet uh, nerd kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i didn't tell most of my friends where i was going like, every single friday night like if it wasn't season and we weren't playing on friday nights like i was at yeah hidden fortress play, yeah. yeah i was friday, friday night magic till like one in the morning um that's great they're yeah. all like we're going drinking yeah. you're like um no nah, i got i'm tired in. tonight yeah exactly <laughs> I gotta, yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean it it was definitely a mold that I that I saw and I wanted to break and I wanted to get more people into the game. I've always been really inspired about bringing like new people into the game yeah. because I know how amazing it is like in a competitive sense and like strategy and like if mm. you're just a smart like uh, creative person like Magic's such a great co- yeah. like game for you. So I think that's why Posty loves it so much too. For sure, because the guy's a huge gamer. You know, yeah. he's got a Skyrim tattoo on his foot. Yeah. He's he was just streaming Apex and stuff the other day, no and I think Magic. To him, he considers it the best game in the world. I do, too. I do, too. I do, too. I for sure do. I mean, it's just so deep, so interactive. And if you're an intelligent per- like if you're an intelligent person, you like like you know strategic stimulation in that type of way, like any type of gaming. It's it's just so, I mean it's so yeah. good and so much more complicated than what you're gonna get in video games. So yeah, for the most part, for sure. Yeah, it's cool. I think you are right though. I think you did really be the f- you really were the first person to really break the mold. And from there, we've seen it unfold into you for know sure. everyone is now talking about magic. Joseph yeah. Gordon Levitt did that thing. Vice yeah. did that documentary. Right. Now Posty's playing it and stuff. Yeah. So it's like really cool to see. I think you were a part of that wave, and you were right at the front of it, which is awesome. Yeah. Game Nights episode six can't get more OG than that, dude. Cannot, man. <laughs> Literally. So I think both those moments speak a lot to your personality. You were a collector. You also played legacy, sort of like high level gaming, and mm-hmm. then when you play EDH, you also are you playing competitive EDH for the most part. Yeah, I'd say your decks are probably like what between an eight point five to a nine point five ish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't feel. I don't feel like any of my decks at this point are completely t- tiered for like straight competitive play. Like, like there's a ten o- out of ten. Yeah. No, nothing. No jank in yeah. there at all. Yeah. It's it's more it's more like I throw a little bit of my own personal flavor into the deck to make it like not. Mm-hmm. I just I can't stick straight to deck lists. You know, I always yeah. mess with it a little bit and just like want to have my own twist on it. But yeah, I'd say competitive casual. Competitive cash. You will. Ooh, baby. <laughs> it's a whole new format. Um, but yeah, these days you actually have opened up your own shop, which I think is great. Yes, uh, and that's, I think, also what led to sort of hosting this crazy CADH tournament coming up. So no doubt. let's talk a little bit about just that competitive part of it. Um, I feel like Commander sped up a lot. We've talked about this a lot on the show, too. Two mana rocks now, Arcane Signet, just the whole paradigm's changed. For sure. But it's still not quite... I, it's actually not even that close to where competitive really breaks apart. You know, it's like competitive is F1. You guys are taking turns at the fastest speeds you can. Yeah. And most of regular magic is like NASCAR plus, I feel like. Mm. So I'd agree. Yeah. Do you think the growing competitive scene, do you think that's like a healthy thing overall for the game? Because it's definitely getting bigger and bigger by the year. I think it's great because it's like uh, there's this there's this tier of magic that if you really want to play and want to get that competitive, then you can. And like... I think the fact that there's so many possibilities and you do you can be a lot more creative with like commander I feel yeah. um that the prizes and like the opportunities for like cool stuff are are there you yeah. know what I mean yeah, yeah. um so there's going to be like that high level play and then it's going to make the the rest of commander you know step their game up and see cool stuff and like be able to add that into their decks but you know there you can still 
have decks that build jank commanders and not build the most broken commanders and have a good time like more right. casual and still sit at the table with like an eight and a half nine yeah, yeah for yeah. sure for sure you know and there's like a rule zero is just something that i really like you know yeah, what i mean just totally. talk about it amongst everybody at the table what's the power power level and you know what i mean have and a good time out. yeah yeah i agree i think anytime because sometimes people see something growing as a bad thing right yeah but look at for instance you play football football is at the top tier of athletics probably in the world in yeah, terms of sports number one sport if yeah, it America. wasn't for that you wouldn't have college level high school level even like kid level football be at the level it is right with that many programs yeah. coaches staffing people interested in programs yeah. and like even the equipment and all that stuff right an entire industry is born because you have a higher tier of for play. sure i think it'll create a ton of opportunities because uh I, like like for two things with Commander. Commander is a great way to get new people into the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's it's more casual, it's fun, it's got there's more people to play with, like the whole deal. It's much more flexible, right? Yeah, people making mistakes can be really fun. Right. Yeah, you Ex have incredible memories sitting around the table and having silly things happen. Of course. And then you've got your competitive side of things that, that can get really, really spicy, like almost at the 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 almost even more so than like, you know, your um power 40 crazy decks you know what i mean oh, like right. you can Very really high, build yeah. some high powered really amazing decks and win turn two some turn one you know mm -hmm. some crazy stuff is happening so i just i think the the flexibility with commander is amazing yeah i i agree i and, and i also think it would be great to at some point get great just solid data on mm -hmm. like what percentage of players actually are fully competitive edh players right and how many of them are more on the casual level six level seven decks uh -huh. how many are in between because i would garner that a big majority of the players are all sitting between the level like power level five to eight five to seven even mm -hmm. and then it, it really scales down out, up up from there but there's more and more people so you obviously can have things like crazy tournaments right which is pretty cool yeah um do you think that being a athlete has helped right like do you ever play casual decks would that be like going out and playing flag football for you know just it does make it really hard not to like just like even if I play decks that I haven't like updated in a while, yeah, I I, I think I really cringes me. I'll scoop. I'll just be like, this deck is not good. I know I'm not that gonna get that. happened the other there. night. You were playing and you're like, this is this, this is bad. not optimized. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not working. <laughs> I don't like this. I was just like, I'm I'm done. Like I just I'm gonna, I can I broke down the deck like right yeah, then and right there. Then. And I was the like, game this, was still going on. Yeah, and we we're all like, yeah, yeah, go for it. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, so. It makes it really hard, but I will, I'll play, like, I'll pick up somebody else's deck and, like, yeah. teach people to play, and, like, I'm a, like, good sport, down to play, magic, whenever, however, but with my own stuff, right. it's very hard to build. If I do build yeah. jank, it's, like, the most G'd out jank you've ever yeah, seen in your life. Plus you know? a bunch of rocks, so it's not yeah, that yeah, janky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rocks and tutors and all that stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of like a reflection. Uh, for instance, when I go and sit down and play Commander, I have something that I want in mind to happen that would make me the happiest. Mm. Right? It's like someone screaming, what? And you know, someone like, oh my gosh, a crazy moment. And yeah. that to me is like power level seven, eight-ish. Okay. Right? And yeah. then sometimes if I go down, I'm like, I want to do something that makes everyone go, wow. Then that's like power level nine. Right. Nine yeah, 100%. So I think as long as you have that intention when you go into play, and that's why the rules your conversation is so important you're yeah. going to get a better experience because it'll also naturally sort you into those groups right yeah definitely um okay so your store that you run i think it's awesome stores lgs's we both know this you all out there know this as well they're the core of why magic is about the gathering and definitely. a great place for people to gather and play buy do all that good stuff what is your store called and when did you launch it 
So it's called Cash Cards Unlimited. Um, we have a website as well, cashcardsunlimited.com. We launched almost two years ago. Nice. So oh wow, right before, in the middle of the pandemic. Right, or sure right, right as like right as like the Pokemon, like you started to see like that kind of take off a little right, bit. Right. I had always wanted to have a trading card shop. I had been storing up a, uh, a storage uh, um, storage all, all closet with a, yeah. a ton of sealed product, like. I'm buying, you know, six to eight cases of every set that's coming out and just stacking it up because right. I, one day I really did want to open up a shop. And I feel like the time had come to where if I waited too much longer, I would miss on a lot of opportunities. So I went ahead and started it. Um, and yeah, it's in Thousand Oaks, California. That's awesome. Um, we sell basically everything. Obviously, magic is is what I love the most in, in, in the focus. But we have mm -hmm. sports cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, everything, man. So it's, that's crazy. A, it's a ton of fun. You know, it's a mix of... It's a reflection of me in the sense that the sports are there, right? The nerdy stuff is there. The anime, obviously, Magic: The Gathering. It's cool. Yeah, Magic is your your specialty. Do you know a lot about sports cards and all that? I know enough about. I mean, obviously, I know a lot about football. So right. based on that, I can I know the valuable cards. Um, but like just knowing like prices off the top, like it's so hard. And like that is one thing about the sports side of collecting. I really respect is like the guys who really have the knowledge base for like pricing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then multiple sports like oh, basketball, yeah. Soccer, base, basketball, baseball is really hard yeah. to find out like the, like the values. Soccer's crazy. Now they've got F1. There's just so, there's a lot of wow. cards out there. Yeah. And, That's um, nuts. what is it? Uh, uh, um, UFC cards are pretty crazy too. Oh, you know, I know a lot of magic fans are big UFC watchers. So yeah. it's, I don't know, man, that, that side of things is pretty crazy. So what is it like being, because it's not just your store, right? You are now talking Frankenstein. You, you, you've met tons of other vendors and collectors and distributors right. and stuff. What's it like being a part of that community? Dude, there's some really, really cool dudes. Like <laughs> I, I get, uh, you know how you get that kind of giddy feeling when you meet like maybe a celebrity or something like that. Right, or someone that you admire. Someone that even, you admire. Yeah, yeah, totally. I get that all the time with these guys because... Wow they're just like so into the game and they they went in hard on magic and they've been living the life of just slinging cards their whole life and they just have like the craziest stories from you know years and years ago right at five dot like they were going to, they were going to fill up like things like this full of dual lands like the eight like the 1600 rows the two rows you know Jeez, what i'm saying what? filling up two rows full of uh dual lands for five bucks a pop and just put them to the this side like 20 years ago yeah right? like yeah, yeah. yeah and it's just like the stories and then you know guys like dan who we met the other night like oh is he the one with the crazy deck he's he's the one with the crazy deck oh and goodness. i mean he's he brought some stuff to my store and showed me where i was just like i can't look at collections anymore and care because of what, because you, brought of what you brought me i'm so spoiled now but yeah they're awesome man i mean it'd be really i mean i've just having conversations with them it'd be so cool to have some of those guys and just pick their brains man the oh, stories yeah. are, are incredible yeah i mean magic's right we're coming up on the 30th year anniversary mm -hmm. and the deck that dan brought when we were playing i i you've probably seen it on twitter if you've been on magic twitter but yeah. it's like <laughs> i don't know how to it's describe crazy. it it's yeah. no sleeves yeah. it every single card abused is like a beat up yeah. sharpied on mm -hmm. random scribbles someone signed something doesn't matter there's a time twister in there yeah there are original dual lands yeah. it is a high power deck there's alpha and beta cards in there yeah. but he shuffles it like you would when you're in third grade in yeah. front of the pavement or on the pavement outside the school so that that's awesome that he's a huge collector and still does that because yeah. it's that to me is what magic was about when i was a kid 100 like playing a lightning bolt on the ground and who cares if it gets scratched right. up you're doing something cool yeah no doubt um that's awesome uh so 
there's a huge CADH tournament coming up. Yes. We've been burying the lead in here for a while now. The massive prize pool. Yes. Uh, we're going to explain and tell you what those prizes are. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, I think having a store helped you get to this point. Yeah. So we're going to find out more about the event and what the prizes are, as well as more of the details. But first, let's take a quick break and hear from our mid sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. I'm sitting here with the one and only King Cash in his court, his oh. kingly court. It's really shiny and blingy in here. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to blind the audience. That's all. <laughs> yeah. You walk in, you're like, oh, can't even see. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the Frankenstein tournament, it's a commander tournament. Yes. It's coming up September 3rd and 4th. Yes. To break it down, Frankenstein is a famous collectible show in Southern California. If you've ever been to like Amazing. a Comic Con, yeah, or like Emerald City Comic Con, they have just, it's a huge warehouse with endless rows of just tons of different vendors, family vendors, people that do this for a living, people that just have a collection they're wanting to sell off, and they've got tons of magic shops and all that stuff too. You can buy anything, and, honestly. It's yeah, crazy. anything nerve related. Yeah. You want to get a title belt from an old WWE event from five years ago? Yeah. It'll be there. You want a full-size statue of Stone Cold Steve Austin? Someone's probably got it. Yeah, 100%. You want a Funko Pop or maybe 500 of them? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> every Magic card, every Yu-Gi-Oh card, yeah. Pokemon card, you name it. Sick. Old NES consoles, old games for the PlayStation. It's all there. Uh, nice. It really is the best. Um and so they're hosting a commander tournament. So do they have space in there to host it? Where are they going to have it? Yeah, so there's a space out in, uh, in the back that they keep clear for uh, right. events that they host. So we're we're using that space. Um, and yeah, it's I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be 200 person is the limit of, of how many people are allowing to participate. Um, we're... After the sh- after the first day, we're gonna stay after and and play like casual commander, have a good time. Oh, cool! Because uh, they're they're leaving the the whole place open for a little longer. For, right? for just us though, they're gonna close it to the general public, but we're gonna keep it open for this private thing. But ooh, nice! Um, yeah, and it'll it'll be a great time. And then um and then we're doing a huge uh, whatnot stream. We've got some crazy original art going up. Nice. Um, some obviously a bunch of graded power just just i mean just some crazy singles all the all the juicy stuff that you really never see or you only see at like big time conventions you right. know so yeah yeah so guaranteed prize pool thirty thousand dollars and that's being conservative because the moment you say Very. original art for the whatnot stream or some of the cards we're going to talk about yeah. the prices are going to be nuts yeah uh now the entry is three hundred dollars a person but Absolutely. it's because there's a huge prize pool yep. it's competitive and they are like you said throwing a private event basically after the tournament day one where you can hang out 
chill, play some cards, meet some people. Yeah. Um, presented by Frank and Son, uh, Cash Cards Unlimited, Whatnot, Trollx, Ludex, CGC Trading. And let's talk about the prizes, Cash. Oh, baby. Okay, first place. If you win this whole thing, you're going to get an unlimited black lotus. <sighs> Yeah, that's crazy. just nuts that's yeah. definitely more than your entry fee <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're also gonna get a foil metal worker yes an mtg mystery cube what is this so the mystery cube is gonna be from our guys over at troll x they uh do these incredible mystery boxes and oh, what cool. i've been told is that it's going to be um like a dual land uh mystery pack mm. um so some ju- just very juicy dual uh, land mystery pack yeah. sounds pretty good and i don't know the value that they're gonna put in there yeah. so uh, that one could range anywhere from like you know 1500 to a lot, to a lot you know <laughs> so it's that's why I say we just kept it conservative with the 30k in prizes. I like it. Mystery Cube. Yes. Uh, and then the Commander Slab Angus McKenzie, which is from CGC Training. So it's just a graded Angus McKenzie yes. in a slab. Yep. Really cool stuff. Beautiful. Uh and then I'm stoked about this. There's a $1800 Liliana statue. Yeah. Only 333 of these are made around the world, right? Yep. Yep, they're super limited and uh the quality is 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 top tier. It's from a company called Gatherers Tavern. They're great. It's uh, out of control. It's really nice. We'll show some pictures on the video, but it is insanely detailed. Um, and I remember when I first saw it being like, wow, this is like the ultimate collector's thing. Super. Because it's just so great, especially if you love Liliana. Now, that's not all. Second place, they're going to win a time twister. Yeah, that's not too bad either. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're going to get a commander slab of a sliver queen, and then there's another to be announced prize there. So, I mean, that just the time twister by itself is nuts. Crazy. Uh, third place, promo Gaia's Cradle. Pretty good in Commander. That's not a bad card. They're going to get card. two Ikoria Collector Booster Boxes and then the Commander Slab of Edgar Markov. So, again, just very good pricing. And then fourth place, I'm actually really excited about this. It is an Imperial Seal, but not the new one, the one that's originally from Portal 3 Kingdoms. Yes. Which is, if I'm not mistaken, one of the least printed sets of all time, especially English versions. Yes, super, super rare. And even, even though Imperial Seal was reprinted, that original version hasn't been affected much, man, because yeah, it is such so limited. Few copies of it, and yeah. it's one of those cards people really love to grade, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that that set in particular, just because it's the art is so unique and it's right. so rare. Yeah. Yeah, and the the art on Imperial Seal, that original version, is awesome. Amazing. So, if you want to find out more about this tournament, you can head to CashCardsUnlimited.com. Yes. We also have all the details in the show more uh, show notes below the video. So just click through, and you'll see where, what can they learn. They can learn like the tournament rules and all that. Yeah, the way the tournament's going to be structured, how you are going to win and get to the final four. Um, there will be some information about proxies. Will not we will not be allowing proxies. Uh, we will be doing test cards. Um, oh, play test cards. Play right. test cards. Um, so that. And you will receive those from the judge. There will be a short list of cards that are allowed to be playtested because obviously we know in competitive EDH, some of these cards are extremely expensive. And so we want to obviously keep it open to more people, but also respecting those who have spent a lot of money in their deck and it is a competitive. Right, you can't just come in with a hundred card. No. Proxied out. Yeah, yeah. Very, very short list, but. Obviously, we want to be fair to you guys. Um, so that's yeah. really cool, um, and I think that's really unique too about competitive EDH is that yeah, some of the cards like we mentioned, like Time Twister, you know, it, not everyone Baghdad, can. Yeah. yeah, Library of Alexandria. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. that's banned. Not Library, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean Pen- Tabernacle. Tabernacle at Pendrel Vale. Yeah, like those types of cards are just yeah. 
Pretty nuts. But that's really, really cool. So yeah, make sure you check out CashCardsUnlimited.com. You'll, yes. you'll see that list of playtest cards. You'll see all the tournament rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in the SoCal area, or if you're around here, it's Labor Day weekend, September 3rd and 4th. Um, I'm going to stop by, definitely show up and say hi. Uh, everyone that can and wants to play competitive, I think this is definitely worth it. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to have we're gonna have a couple of people that we allow to come be that to come in and play some casual it's just gonna be a cool day man a lot of yeah, lot of totally. legendary i really people. like that the after event is is really awesome that to me ties it all together yeah it makes it i mean yeah i think it just makes it more of a, an experience and that's what i was really going for yeah it's about the community right of course always about the community man yeah so really exciting again september 3rd 4th that's labor day weekend if you are around definitely come check it out yes sir all right let's let's talk a little bit more about the state of magic today um mm. because we've already sort of talked about this a little bit but we've seen it become decidedly faster turn two's getting that key ahead moment of the game with arcane signa and all that stuff but i think it's really interesting is seeing you know when we first started white and red were not in a good place no no and today you might even say that they're slowly creeping up to the point where they may even get close to some of the other colors i think blues and black are still yeah very far in the head but green Green's taking a backseat, I'd say. A little bit, yeah. And we used to always say how green is just so absurdly powerful because yeah. of land ramp. But now we've got, you know, treasures. Treasures. Right? We've got treasures. We've got Jessica's Wills. Yeah. We have all this impulsive draw in red. And like in white, we have Archivist of, of Ogma. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So A lot of good cards. What do you think about just in general the health of the format? Not just competitive, but commander as a whole. I think it's super balanced. Um, as far as like the colors are concerned, obviously mm-hmm. uh, green's turned into more of a support color, right? Um, totally, which is still great. I mean, it's super powerful still, but as a support card or a color, I think it's even uh, you know better. Like you said, white and red got a ton of support. Yeah, um, Dockside Extortionist, Jessica's Will, um, crazy stuff. Yeah, just a lot of really good cards to to support those colors, and and it's made it a lot more fun. You're seeing a lot more uh, versatile commanders some combos that you might not have seen before uh you know it, it just it just seems a lot more versatile a lot more fun huh? yeah i like that a lot actually which is like people are lamenting how many new commanders are getting printed all the time yeah but if anything it just opens the door i think to more interesting things for people to do yes because otherwise you would see right cdh in terms of like tier one top level decks that it does change pretty often yeah. new decks enter that rotation pretty right. often right yeah well yeah i mean y- you can there's a certain amount of commanders. I don't think as 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 uh as consistently like the new commanders are are that powerful. Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's a, a good amount of sets every year. So you know, at least there's a couple I, of contenders. I'd say, yeah, like a handful of contenders every year for like very competitive, like high level Magic, uh, you know, commanders, which I think is awesome, man. New decks, new decks to build, more interactions, yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. What do you think about Commander Legends Baldur's Gate? Because there was, I think people got a little upset. Um, thinking it wasn't a high-powered commander set, but looking back on some of the cards now, I, I I'm not actually totally sure about that. And, and there's some underrated cards in the uh, uncommons. Yeah. And then obviously Displacer Kitten, Archivist Ogba. I think oh, yeah, the the, the dragons are great as well. There's a couple other cards that aren't. Dude, those dragons. They're are so nuts. good. They're so good. Yeah. Because like, you're not you're gonna cheat them out. Yeah. You're not trying to hard cast them for the most part. And no. when they connect one time, I yeah. mean it's kind of game over. Yeah, and I think it made the dragons uh tribal deck like a lot more powerful. Yeah, they like, printed Miram, which is 
probably the best dragon commander ever yeah. outside of her dragon maybe yeah it's super good so like i i thought i mean i thought it was really powerful and i think it was strong for more casual players yeah where well you anytime know, you print something at seven eight mana yeah but i'd rather print a creature right that's at eight mana i need to swing and hit with it yeah. as opposed to casting expropriate yeah because expropriate makes me just like Ugh, fine sure yeah. but playing a crazy dragon is, ancient brass dragon or whatever and yeah. then hitting someone with it and then going okay now i win that that to me feels much more satisfying exactly yeah it's definitely it's definitely more uh vintage magic i'd say yeah how was your actually you know it's interesting because you went to command fest vegas this year uh I did, I and did, yeah. you obviously are gonna bring more competitive decks how was your gameplay experience because the games i played i found were pretty balanced everyone had that real zero talk and mm-hmm. we all were able to have pretty you know great games turn seven turn nine turn ten yeah. typically where they ended yeah i had a good time man i mean we played i played with some um some people in the community and, and had a good time um a lot of times i get hated out of games uh <laughs> they just know they just yeah well yeah i mean i think they're just anticipating me going off like so much that they just uh, i see yeah and it's it's like it's all fun and then when I'm not having fun, I'm just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out of I here. You know, you guys, look, everybody knows, I be scooping, bro. <laughs> I be scooping, and it is what it is. Like, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. You I know, I think you told saying? me about someone. Uh, you had a medallion out, and someone vindicated it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hadn't played anything. I was playing Orvar, which is a good deck, and right. Sapphire Medallion is a piece of that. Um, but somebody else on the table had like was going off, right. and I had all at that time. All I had on the board was the Sapphire Medallion. <laughs> And he, I don't think it was Vindicated. It was an, uh, yeah, he might have Vindicated. It was some type of one of those spells. Yeah, one of those spells. And I was just like, my guy, like... (laughs) And, and I scooped and I was like, whatever. But you know what I mean? It, it was yeah. fun. We had one good game before that. So it was, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you just took it, ran away. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I guess people know when they sit down to play with you, they better bring some high power stuff. Right? For sure, for sure. And, you know, it's always fun. Like, I, I think it's I think it's dope that, like, they want to beat us so that they can claim it, you know, totally, which is yeah. which is dope. Like, I love that part of it. And I'm happy to make those people happy, you know. I mean, I gloat when I beat you, too, so... I gloat when I beat you all the time. Yeah, but I I should have seen that coming. (laughs) I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was wilding the other day at Posties House. That's true. It's true, actually, because when we go to events, Josh and I find that people just go like, "Swing at you, Jimmy, you, Josh," because. I want to tell people I killed you. Yeah, 100%. And I don't blame them for that. In nope. fact, it kind of makes the game experience a little more fun sometimes. Um, but it's also a, a deeper hold to politic your way out of it. <laughs> yeah, <funny>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, Josh's skills are being tested big time for yeah. sure. The ultimate politician. I know, right? And and it's amazing. He, he still manages to pull off some crazy things, even when it's so obvious to me, as someone that's played with him for uh, hundreds of hours now. Oh, yeah. I can see it. I can smell it coming from a mile away. I'm sure for you can sure. too. Yeah. Um, how easy is it to get into CDH? To get into, I think it's actually relatively easy. I mean, there are some deck lists mm-hmm. out there, um, in, in typically mana colored um, decks because the, the the land base is is what's going to cost you the most, the right. fetch lands and 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 such. So mono colored decks are probably the cheapest, cheapest and, entry and point. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, there's some like white, red. I mean, blue is going to always be your most expensive. But now white and red have gotten so much support, and green has has had that mm-hmm. that you can build those monocolored decks and build something. You know, um, I think there's a couple tier one. Um, I think like so. Red or white commanders. I don't know. Is, I, are there I any green recently, commanders that are tier one? 
Maybe Sovala. Sovala, maybe. Yeah. But she, she might be 1.5. Yisong. Yeah. But even, yeah. I mean... I, but powerful. Very powerful. Right. Like A Sovala deck, though, if you look at the list, it doesn't have that many crazy cards. You know? Guys, a lot cradle. of them are weird. Like, oh, when this comes in, untap stuff. Right, right yeah. Um, and then you look at... I actually saw a list, a Heliod Suncrown list that with Walking Ballista. Yeah. yeah, that's just a mono-white deck that yeah. just trying to get that combo out. Right. I think it actually took down an entire tournament recently. Um, and then, yeah, and then you had the Teshar deck, right? Yeah, Tashar Tashar is awesome. Like that's it is. I don't I don't know that it's tier one. Maybe I think maybe tier two. But I, it is. It will go off. It's super fast. It's got like a ton of support. Like drawing cards. Yeah. Um, but that one's I think it's a little bit more expensive because it's artifact based. Oh, you're playing a lot of yeah, the yeah. So you got a lot of the, yeah. the rocks and and stuff like that. But still more affordable than blue i'd say yeah, yeah. well <laughs> yeah. in that case you're running force of blue Wills and black yeah and all those zero cost counters and all that it's yeah crazy yeah yeah it's I, I think a lot of people have a misconception about cedh and that it is a you know get out of my way pub stomp you know i don't want to play with you unless you're playing at my level but it's not actually that crazy to build a cedh deck and have it be relatively affordable especially considering some commander decks yeah. even if they're kind casual, of casual yeah. can be really expensive too yeah. right um i think I think actually competitive players typically have like their CEDH deck or two, mm-hmm. and then they have a bunch of other decks that are probably ramped up, but they're not built to like just you know yeah, stomp and and most of those guys I think you know have other decks because they know that you can't play with people at that level and have fun with, all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not as dialed. Not every deck is like dialed in, like you were saying. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that another misconception, and, and I know that I'm speaking for competitive players here, and that we've always get in, get in trouble when we try and do this, but yeah. people think that you know competitive players all they want to do is enter a game store, sit down the fun casual pod, and destroy them. Yeah, it's like no, I don't think that's what it, it really is. Now there are people that do pub stomp, and and you know yeah. I'm not I'm not speaking about them, but I think competitive players, you guys just want to sit down with other people that can match your level yeah. and give you sort of like that, right? It's a battle of inches. Yeah, yeah, anything. yeah. I just like, I love, what I live for in Magic are those end game interactions that are like, I'm going to win and you know I'm going to win and like everybody at the table's trying to stop me, but right. I've got the answer for everything. Yeah. You know, like that is, that's what I want at the end of a game to happen. Like Feels good. Yeah, because that's the ultimate like win, like, you know, playing, uh, you know, playing your spell to win the game, and then someone tries to counter. You counter their counter. Someone and, else does something, and then, then you have and another then you have answer. an answer. Like the <laughs> double answer is just, oh, it's so juicy, bro. Like yeah, I just, I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. It, that kind of reminds me of like football too, when you're on like goal line, right? And they're trying to stop you in the red zone or something, Dude, right? Every, you know, here's a crazy stat that I don't think people really realize. Uh, I think it's somewhere around seventy percent of NFL games are settled by one score or less. Wow. And no. I. Th- think in even uh a pretty big percentage as well like 40 or 50 are settled by a field goal or less jeez which yeah. is actually incredible yeah. to think about like these these the high level games that you're watching that you love and are entertaining you are are almost always close games and that's the reason it's entertaining yeah of course i mean the one super bowl the seahawks won <laughs> it was a blowout that was crazy i mean people stopped watching and have i so i showed that was crazy i showed up to a super bowl party late i you know didn't really care like the right right you know, whatever and oh, i got so a viewing party yeah. yeah and i got there at halftime and it was 
It was like over, bro. No, it was even worse. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like it was nuts when I got there. I was like, oh yeah, this is game. This game is over, bro. Yeah. And then I think Percy Harvin like took the half oh, halftime, yeah. halftime, first, first half all the yeah. way in. Yeah, ran crazy. straight in. So yeah, it's, it's, I think that's actually a really good point. I got chills thinking about it, which is like Magic games are fun if they're close. Yes, so football good. games are fun to watch if they're close. No one likes a blowout. Yeah. Unless the person is winning and that's all they want to do. They like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'm, they like it. it. It isn't as good, though. Yeah, because it's not fun for other people to watch. It's not fun for the, to participate in. But when it's right down to it, the, the clock is running down. You have to make an insane field goal kick with wind blowing in your face. Yeah. They're trying to ice the timer, the ice the kicker and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. All that good stuff. That, those pressure times are, are wild, too, man. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a unique experience. Sort of like when heroes are born sort of thing, huh? When legends are made. Yeah, forged fire. in the fire. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Versatility, yeah, yeah. Diversity, excuse me. Yeah. Is there anything that you think is still missing from the play experience of competitive? Like if you could add something in or even just ban a card or something, is there something that you would want to have? Or even like some people talked about like separate ban lists for competitive, et cetera. Um, what do you say on all that? I, I don't believe in ban lists, honestly. Uh, but I, I recognize that it's necessary from like a competitive standpoint. Right. I think Magic's great. I think, or I mean, Commander in general is great. I think one thing that I want to see, and the reason why I'm doing this tournament at a smaller scale, guys, I'm not planning on doing these crazy big tournaments. I realize that that is such a huge task to take on, and I respect <laughs> the people that have. You're after paving doing the way. This. You're you're setting a path forward. I yeah, think. but important. I think that tournaments that really reward. Um, and, and, and set people up to, to make big winnings and do like crazy stuff and actually possibly make a living from mm. competing in, in magic. I think if you create that type of scene in Commander, you're going to have so many like young kids like really getting into it because let's be real here, guys. Like Magic the Gathering is a great thing to get into from a game standpoint. But like if you're a young um, like investor or, or just a person like trying oh, to make smart financial value. decisions, yeah, like. Totally. It's a great game to buy into, especially from a sure. competitive standpoint. So, um, yeah, I, just, I would never tell someone to go play Valorant to buy the skins because you don't get to sell those skins later. Never. Yeah. But never. Magic, if at any point you could maybe a card you got for ten dollars today could buy a whole deck later on in your life. You Bro, know? I promise you that if you build a nice EDH deck right now and you put it in a closet for five years, it's going to come out worth more. Hundred percent. I mean, hundred <laughs> percent. I can tell you that. Right yeah, now. I think as a collector myself too, that that much is obvious. And I think the exit point is always something I'm thinking about when yeah. it comes to it. You know, when I was a kid, I played World of Warcraft. I sold my account on yeah. eBay, and I was like, great, I got something back. But you can't really do that today with accounts and stuff. But Magic mm -hmm. Cards does give you that option. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's look a little bit ahead. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the fact that we're going to be bringing in new legacy and potentially competitive cards from like Infinity? <laughs> Dude. This this is yeah this is it's kind of wild. This there's is a, a little lot bit of weird. discussion about this right yeah, now because yeah. there's a new sticker mechanic. Uh, Mark Rosewater actually just made a blog post today where he said, "Look, we're trying to make magic like a buffet." I think to sort of summarize, which uh -huh. is like you can all go in and sure you may not want the olives over there, but someone else may put olives on their plate, and if they do, great for them. They're gonna go eat their olive plate and do their things over there, but right. it may not affect you. It may affect you. So it's an interesting thing to think like it's trying to be making a game for everyone, but it still in ways can be, you know, contentious and isolatory because I don't know if I want someone putting the sticker on my card. I, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. Maybe and in I a could, limited environment, I'll be totally fine with yeah, that. I, I just, yeah, like I think in... They said legacy uh, legal, right? Yeah, they're uh, in the same way that it's commander legal. Yeah. It's called legacy legal. Yeah, right. So I just think that it's a little bit 
like the legacy legal to to think putting stickers on some of these cards whether they're sleeved or not to me is just like I, I don't I don't love it, but again, like somebody might and maybe totally. that's what, you know, Watsi is is looking to do. Um I think they're expanding the idea of what it means to play magic and right. unsets are typically the place to do it. Yeah. Because you know, like the, you know, there are cards that you throw in during an unset yeah, draft. And right, right, you right. do things where you ask someone in the room something. It makes sense in an unset for sure, but I think like the crossover into like the regular gameplay is a little bit crazy. But Yeah, that might be a good rule zero conversation, which is like, hey, I have a card that puts stickers on, but I <laughs> actually have pieces of paper that you can slip inside your sleeve instead yeah, like, yeah okay that's i'm fine with that great yeah seriously yeah um thoughts on universes beyond this is like something that i think for a lot of people me i don't i don't care i want to sit down and play against some crazy cards yes. and street fighter walking dead larry so uh, secret larry just came out yeah pickle rick pickle rick pickle rick's super dead. good he's great card love that card um the Chun Li that came out, super dope. Yeah, with the multi kicker, um, great flavor there. Uh, who's red green? Um, uh, Blanca. Um, Blanc and Blanca's really good. Um, really good. Yeah. Joe's got that Blanca deck that is just like absolutely abusive. Um, so I, I think it's great, man. I mean, I, I love it. I think that it's gonna bring a lot more people into the game of Magic. Yeah, totally. Because um, just from a collector standpoint, and then you see that type of stuff, like those things grab people's eyes when you see a card, and you're like. Oh, that's Chun Li. That's sick. Like, right, what is right. this? Like, let me look more into it. Yeah. So um, you're okay if you sit down, you bring out your deck. Someone else goes, "Cool, I'll be playing Frodo the Ring Bearer," and I'll someone else that. goes, "I will be playing Chun Li," and the last person goes, "I'll play Pickle Rick." Yeah, I I think that's the I think that's awesome, dude. Like, I absolutely love that. I think that'll just make the game even cooler than it already is. That's great. And the so you that that's great. I love to know that you're down with all of that. It's yeah. only when someone vindicates your medallion that you're. Yeah. I'm not down for that, bro. <laughs> I'm not down for that. And. and and no, and, and, it, and, it, and it all has context. True, it is all Jimmy context. Wong. It does, it now, does yeah. have context. So, like, don't, like, if you just came in and just started watching uh, right now, I promise you there's more to that. Totally, totally. Yeah. All right, so what collaboration with Universes Beyond will get you stoked? I know you're a big anime fan. Yeah. So that's a good place to probably start. I think, I think, um, I think there's three animes that would really just, and I'll, I'll save the, 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 the most obvious one for last, but... Yeah. Uh, Hunter x Hunter. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely love that. I think that there's a bunch of great characters for that. Um, I think Gon's dad would just be like oh, yeah. the craziest command. He'd have to be like super dope. Just the best hunter of all time. Has much. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Kilua too. Oh my Kilua, gosh. Kilua would be Master legendary. Assassin. Yeah, 100%. Pretty so there'd cool. be some really cool potential there. I think One Piece would be great. Oh, um, And I think they can do a couple series of One Piece because it's obviously so long and there's so many great like characters within that game. You yeah, know they have mean? like a billion villains too. So many Everywhere dope villains. Everywhere they go, there's just their... a crazy person mm -hmm. doing something. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then um, obviously the most obvious to me is Dragon Ball Z. I mean, oh, right. if I could play a Goku deck or a Broly deck... Like, Broly? Nice. Bro, come on. Broly would be absolutely vicious. I want Trunks. He was always one of my favorite characters. Trunks is fire, and he's a little more mysterious. You know, the time travel thing, he probably would be a blue card for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, um, to fairy Island. He's got a sword. I love that. Yeah, I, I feel like Vegeta that. would be like black-red. Oh, yeah. You know? Piccolo's just mono green because he's green. Mono green, yeah, I think so. Well, just because of his color. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of <laughs> makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I would buy the heck out of a Hunter x Hunter uh, collaboration yes, if okay. that ever happens. Um, also, Jacob Bertrand, Shola Marduena, both those guys uh, from Cobra Kai and been on Game Nights, they love Hunter x Hunter too. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. 
to me, I think we've been seeing it already happen, right? We had the um, the the cool anime planeswalkers. Uh, Those things are oh, they're so cool too. The Ashiok is like oh, I love that thing. Oh yeah, and the power level is great. Yeah. Um, and then they had all these alt arts that were done by anime artists, and then they did the same thing for Kamigawa. Mm-hmm. And to me, I've been watching it, and you know, you've been on this train for a while, which is anime is good. And anime. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me take this back. Crunchyroll, if you're watching right now. Crunchyroll, you watching? I love anime. Anime is the best. It's probably about 85% of what I watch. I think there's way better, like, entertainment in anime. It's way more creative. There's so much more opportunity. Like, oh, it's so good. And there's so many different, like, um, uh, what's the word? Genres within mm. anime. Yeah, it's not just, mean? like, one thing. 100%. And if you've seen the effect that it's had on pop culture, there's this great supercut I was watching the other day. You know the Akira motorcycle slide? Yes. Where he like slides and the sparks come out. Fire. That same shot has been replicated like a hundred times yeah. in other things ever since it happened first in the anime. And we're talking like the 80s right. when this was drawn. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're now finally coming around to see it um, much more so on a, a broad scale to the point where it's like Hot Topic is selling, you know, your old 100X100 shirts or whatever, Uniqlo. But it's great. I think it's it's totally necessary. The, the format of anime is fantastic. Like you said, there's so much expressiveness, so much ingenuity. It'd be great to see it in some more magic cards. Oh my gosh, please. please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. To the listeners, let us know your thoughts yes. on the growing competitive scene. Let us know if you're going to be at the Frankenstein tournament, Ooh, babe. co-hosted by Car- uh, Cash Cards Unlimited and all those other sponsors we talked about earlier. I want to know if you're trying to win that Unlimited Black Lotus, that Time Twister, that Promo Guy's Cradle. So much good. And I would also love to know just your thoughts as well on our conversation today. If you agree with what we're talking about in terms of competitive, if you think it's good for the overall health of the format, if you think that it's bad, whatever you're thinking, let us know in the comments. There's always a great lively discussion going along uh, there. And where again cash can they go and find out information about this tournament guys go to cashcardsunlimited.com it is all in the details uh if you go um to buy a ticket you press the details all of the rules everything will be explained there if we didn't if we miss anything which i think we covered a majority of things but the rules and all of that are there yeah um if you don't if you have any questions please feel free to dm us cash cards unlimited on tiktok uh, Instagram, uh, email us, any of that. We'll definitely get back to you as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing everybody, man. I'm super stoked. I'm stoked too. You can find Cashes on Twitter at KingCash underscore 7191. And of course, if you need to suit up your deck before you get there, you still got time. ChannelFireball.com slash command. Buy those singles. Get that sealed product. Whatever you need to outfit your deck, whether you're playing from casual all the way up to competitive. And then go to shop.ultrapro.com slash command and you can buy from there. There's tons of great deals all the time if you need a resleeve something or just put something into a binder um all right end step let's talk about the fact that uh your name is actually not just cassius marsh anymore it's cassius marsh senior yes sir you and i are both in the baby boy camp yeah man uh magic dads magic dads hashtag Hashtag magic dad (laughs) get it trending oh baby i've met a lot of people that actually joined the magic dad discord and it's great there's a discord yeah yeah yeah. oh i'm in there there. uh and it's cool just because you get to see people talking about just one being dads uh because it's an entirely amazing experience um shout out to all the dads and moms out there and anyone that's trying to be a parent as well i know it's a really difficult journey um and have you started to teach your young boy magic the gathering yet he's a little Uh, too young right he is a little too young but what i have taught him the art of is pack opening (laughs) cracking packs he's cracking packs started early (laughs) he is he is he's cracking we've cracked uh pokemon okay magic the gathering obviously um and some weiss words too oh cool uh which is is another card game that's 
I mean, it's I don't know if it's a game. It is a game, but I just it's cool. It's got some dope anime arts. That's awesome. What does he does he love to play with the cards? The art? What draws him to it? He it's the art. He definitely loves the art. Um, he he just like likes looking at them. But he definitely has a thing about like setting them in perfect like he it's crazy if he had 10 cards he put a row of five like this and right under them it's nice. it's actually a little bit crazy i'm like yo my son is mad organized he's like, ready to organize his board state yeah he's he's set up bro so That's it's pretty great. cool man yeah i can't wait it's also i mean it's such a good game for kids to learn because it's math it's so many it's strategy it's all built in there gotta get them right for when you know what I mean? Um, when he comes on game nights, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and I would be in a stroller, be like, "Welcome to game nights." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I kind of want to do the thing where I put my baby down once he can start crawling, and then put like magic cards in front of him and see which he goes to and picks. What color? Yeah, yeah to see what color. Tight. Yeah, That's yeah. Tight. Just trying to find really iconic cards from each of the. Absolutely. The colors. Oh my gosh, your son is so adorable, uh, and thanks, he man. is huge, man. Like this, I mean. Yeah, he's like, if I put him on my leg, he's like up to here. No, he's a big baby, bro. He's like, baby. he's going to be a large man. Yeah, he's definitely taking a couple of giant growths to the face. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the first. Yeah. All right, Cash, thanks so much for coming today on the show. Make sure you check out CashCardsUnlimited.com. Follow Cash on Twitter and Instagram to find out more about the tournament. There's still going to be more things announced. Uh, as you know, there's more prizes that we haven't announced yet. So check it all out. Uh, Southern California, uh, September 3rd and 4th. And big thanks to everyone here at the Command Zone. Damon Lenz, Shauna Gillis, Arthur Meadowcroft, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Craig Blanchett, Josh Murphy, Jake Bosch, Josh Lee Quai, Patrick Nan, Jordan Pridgen, Sam Waller, Grav Galati, Truck Tide, Jamie Block, Mitch Trafford, and Evan Limberger. Giggity Gang is out here. Gang, gang. Wow. Can you just get a round of applause for how you just spit that off right there? You know, I'm thinking about going into rapping. You think Posty will sponsor me? I think he would. Yeah, you know, Posty loves you, man. He would not. He would be like, yeah, that was... Dope, dude. <laughs> He'd say kind words for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would let me down softly. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Big thanks to Jeffrey Bomber as well for doing the Living Card animations like this days behind us, as well as that starts the show. You can find him on Twitter at Living Cards MTG. All right, everyone, go play competitive EDH if you are down. Do it. And get ready to try and win a freaking Black Lotus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.